welcome to the Show Thyself Approved Podcast. I'm Cole. And I'm Tanner. And today is today's episode, we have Brother Levi Winton. Uh, Levi wants to talk about a couple of very important things, a couple of confusing things to a lot of Christians, and we're just going to let him get up on his soapbox and kind of talk about it. So, uh, Brother Levi, if you, if you would like to tell us how you came to Jesus and how you came to Christ. All right, well, first, thank y'all for having me on here. Um, I got saved when I, I've always grew up in church. Um, I got saved when I was nine at a, at a church. And, um, so, um, during that time I was, uh, young and, uh, I was learning about the Lord and stuff. And, uh, at the age of 12, I believe, um, I started really, uh, desiring to have more of God. And I remember, uh, we went to a spring revival at Brother Tommy Bates' church, and uh, we came, we stayed a few nights or whatever, and we come back on a Wednesday night, and uh, we had, or Wednesday, and we had our service, and uh, so we went back to our church that Wednesday, and I remember um, all of a sudden, there, there was, I think they was at the altar praying and stuff, I just remember all of a sudden, the band stood up, and that's actually the night God baptized them in the Holy Ghost. And, um, so, um, I guess at the age of around 14 or 15 or 16, I uh, backslid on God and, uh, I really had no desire, um, to serve God. Um, and I still went to church. Nobody really knew that I, uh, was backslid, I guess. I still played the piano at church. I still did things and nobody knew, but I knew in my heart that I wasn't right with God. And so, I guess I stayed away from the Lord at least two or three years. And then at the age of, I believe it was 17, uh, the month of August, um, Brother Bruce Nunley was preaching at our church at Pry Ridge. And um, I remember God just speaking to my heart again. And I remember going back up there and I rededicated my um, heart back to the Lord. And um, ever since then, I've, uh, I guess, grown in God. And he's just helped me, you know, with a lot of things and uh, he called me to preach in this last August, so uh, that's pretty much my testimony. So I, I've actually been in a uh, church service where you've talked about how you got called to preach, so can you talk about that a little yeah. bit and just kind of introduce uh, us to that? Okay, so like I said, it was last August, and um, actually uh, for a while before that, really in my heart, I guess I knew that I was going to preach, but I never felt like God told me it's time to step out. And there's a lot of things in my life that um, I'll try to get through this, but that he was dealing, that he was having to work in my own uh, spiritual life about. And uh, I just knew, really, I, I didn't feel like it was time. And there's a lot of things, like I said, he had to work with me on. And uh, I've said this before, I'm just glad he works with us. And um, he worked with me, with me about a lot of things. And uh, like I said, you know, before that, um, there's things I thought I was right about that. I come to find out in God's word the the truth that I wasn't right about. And so he just worked with me a lot. And um, and then I just remember sitting after church one night, I was in my truck and sitting in the driveway. And uh, God spoke to my heart. And as plain as day, he told me that uh, tonight's the night you need to make it official and known. And um, I just, ever since then, I just stepped out on faith. And he's helped me with that. Absolutely. That's awesome. So... One thing that you mentioned that I know that both me and Brother Tanner 
kind of relate to is we were raised in Christian homes and stuff, but we obviously high school is quote unquote a rough time of everybody's life. Yeah. We like to we like to think it is that, but really it's one of the easiest times. Right. Yeah. But uh, most I think that's when most Christian uh, well. I don't want to say born Christians because nobody's born Christian, you know, but but that's when most people that were born in Christian households, I think that's when they fall away. And I, I don't know what that reason is. I, I guess it's probably peer pressure, a lot of it, uh, which I know that that they they live that word to death in high school. They, they're always about peer pressure. But And in high school, I don't think that a lot of kids understand the terribleness of that word, really, because, I mean, it's it's awful, like, if if I'm the only one not doing something, I'm obviously going to want to do that, whether it's good or bad. Right. Well, and, as a, as teenagers, you want to fit in and have friends as many as you can have, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's uh, better to have few good friends than a lot of bad influences. But most yeah, of them don't understand that. Sadly. Right, right. And 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 now, obviously, now that we're all getting, I mean, we're not old by no means, but now that we're a little bit older and just a little bit wiser, we understand that the few friends is the best ones to have. I mean, Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of people that I used to call my friends that they were just wanting me to get into bad stuff. They were just always wanting me to get into sin somewhere or another. And those are the people that the world may think, the world may make you think that they're cool or something, but (laughs) they're the farthest thing from it. I mean, they're literally taking you away from God every chance they can almost. Well, I, I reflect back on that and I think, I used to think this person was cool, but ever since I gave my heart back to the Lord, you, I look at these godly men who have the Holy Spirit, just so much yeah. of it inside of them. I'm like, he's cool. Oh, that's yeah. you know, that's who I want to be like. Yeah. And, and and that's so important to have. I think a lot of people will come up and they'll kind of get discouraged that their church isn't uh, isn't as large as maybe it should be, or isn't as large as they prefer it to be, or something. And I think that that's a, I think that that's a big thing that churches need to do. And we've been pretty good about it here. I'm not, I'm not getting on a soapbox here by no means because there there's other things that we need to work on. Every church needs to work on their own stuff. But building a sense of community is very important. Yeah, it is. I mean, because once you build a good community in a church, once you have good friendships in a church, they're going to want to go out. And people that come in the church as uh, lost people or just as visitors on a random Sunday. They're going to say, man, these guys are tight-knit. I want to be in this church. I want to be friends with Mm -hmm. these guys. And that, I mean, when it first started kind of getting big here, that's something that I think was heavily emphasized. And I honestly think that that's something that we've done pretty good about. But I do think that that's a very important thing, and I think that it's a lot of the times neglected as just a church service being uh, just praise God and then immediately leave. Now, I'm not saying that it's a community thing. I mean, you shouldn't go to church because of friends at church. But people, lost people, will hear that, and they'll go, I kind of want to go there just real quick. I mean, I'll just try it out. And they try it out, and then they find God through that. And I think that's really important. I mean, we as Christians should be trying anything short of sin to get people in God's Mm -hmm. house. I mean, wouldn't you all agree? I mean, I I know that there are a lot of people that— kind of disagree with that and stuff but i think that it's important that i'm not saying the leds behind everything and all these light shows and stuff i'm not saying that but i mean as long as it's bringing glory to god Mm -hmm. i I think it's solid i think that's what needs to happen right 
But I think that that's a problem that a lot of high schools have. I don't think that they have, a lot of the times, the men to look up to, you know? Well, they've mm-hmm. took prayer out. They've took prayer out, yeah. You know, there's no, a lot of people, at least I went, we went to high school with, were introduced to Jesus through that prayer in the morning, yeah. you know? A lot of people never knew it before then or, no, well, but now and, it's just barren. And working know. at a elementary school, I mean, I know that it sounds cliched and stuff, but you wouldn't believe the amount of kids that really don't know about Jesus. Now, they may know his name, because it's, it's kind of around here, of course, back in the boondocks. It's kind of hard to get away from his name. But they don't understand what he did. They, they, just, think of his, they just think of him as some historical figure. And I think that, because that's kind of the way that, and I hate to say it because I am going to be a school teacher, you know, but that's kind of the way that schools have taught him as some yeah. historical figure. And I think that that's just, that's just absolutely wrong. I mean, yeah. it's terrible. But anyway, uh, so you wanted to talk about God's grace. Now, beforehand, like we said right before, I was nervous to talk yeah. about this because this is such a, I mean, it's one of the foundational principles of Christianity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's what God promised us, and it's it's so much about Christianity. So I was a little nervous to talk about it now. Obviously, I prayed and I studied and stuff, and I do not feel as well prepared as I wish I was, but that's how I am at every every one of them. But I still hope that this blesses you, and I still hope that this, I mean, I I think it's it's blessed me so far. Right. And uh, I've already got a blessing out of it. Now, I'm not as, like I said, I'm not as well-versed in it as I should be, and I'm going to try to still continue to verse myself in it. But, uh, yeah, so this, this was a nervous, I was nervous to talk about this, and I know that pr- I think probably all three of us were. But I'm glad that we were talking about it because it is such a confusing topic to a lot of Christians. A lot of Christians, and even me being one of them, didn't fully understand God's grace before studying this. And that's that's really sad to really think about after knowing a lot more than I did. And I'm yeah. not saying I, I was I was like, grace, what does grace mean? Mm-hmm. But some people may be like that, right. and that's fine. Yeah. Just listen to this podcast. Hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll show you some stuff. Hopefully we'll show you some scripture that you can go back to because obviously, like we've said since day one, do not take our word for the complete truth. Take God's word for the complete truth. If the Bible says it, you better believe it. Bottom line. I mean, right. that's just, I know that there's a lot of churches that say we're Bible-believing churches, but there's some parts that they kind of leave out or something, and that's, mm. that's just not true. I mean, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and he meant that literally too, I think. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, so let's get into grace. So what was one uh, What was one scripture that you wanted to pull out of? What was one thing that you wanted to talk about? Uh, I guess the first one would be uh, Ephesians 2, 8 to 9, which says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Yeah, and I think that's that's real quick before we get on, before I let you talk about that, because I forgot to say this in the first part, was a couple of episodes before this, or maybe even just an episode before this, we talked about works. We talked about God's calling on people. Mm-hmm. Works don't get you into heaven, everybody. Right. And I know we talked about the importance, and they are important. Yeah. Works are very important. Mm-hmm. But... God's grace gets you in, gets, yeah. gets you into heaven. God's grace and your faith gets you yeah. into heaven. So anyway, I just wanted to get on that and talk about that mm-hmm. real quick before we got into it. But but that that is a really important verse. I think. I yeah. Mean, I, I've got it. I've got it written down here too. And it's so important to realize that it's not earned. Yeah. Because I mean that's what grace is. I think I've got it down here that uh, 
Grace is not earned. God gives it to us because God is sovereign and God is good. And if you don't believe that, well, then you really need to get on your knees and mm-hmm. pray for the truth to come at you because you, do, you truly don't believe in a foundational principle. But um, Go ahead and tell us about what you have prepared. And Okay. Uh, well, the first one was just um, how do we receive God's grace? Right. And I think that is a good explanation of how we do receive it. Like Cole, like he was talking about, uh, we don't receive it because of works or what we've done. We just accept it, like it says, um, by grace, you know, and through faith. And um, so we don't do good to earn God's salvation. We don't um, do certain things to, um, of course, we have principles and we have standards to go by, but we don't uh, earn our salvation by works or by, any other thing besides solemnly, you know, his grace and his, his mercy, you know. Right. And I just think that's important for young Christians and even Christians that have maybe been in church for a long time that maybe don't understand is that you don't do good to get grace. You do, when you have grace, that's going to produce good fruit, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. And, and that's, I mean, it's, uh, I think it's grace and mercy get mixed up a lot. I mean, what... Because I've mixed them up a lot, I'm going to be honest. That's one of the things that I, I'm pretty bad about mixing up. But c- can you kind of tell us the difference between grace and mercy? And we'll, we'll go around because I think that we'll all have different exact uh, vocabulary for grace and mercy. But can you kind of just tell us about the difference of... Well, I know uh, I just grace, I feel like, is just really the goodness of God and getting what we don't deserve. Yeah. You know, right. because really we all deserve, I know I do, deserve we really deserve deserve hell yeah and uh but yet he what he did on the cross has gave us life you know and um i didn't deserve it nobody deserves it but just like you said he is um just i don't know the word for it but just him sovereign alone that he gives that and he produces the goodness through us you know but i'm not sure as much on mercy you know i you know maybe i'll have a better explanation but well I think mercy, I wrote something down here. It says mercy is compassion and kindness shown to someone who deserves punishment. Um, and a definition was to relieve someone of their suffering. Um, I think mercy, God's mercy keeps us from going to hell, essentially, because he lets us live yeah. every day to, in order to, if you're not saved, to get saved. And if you are saved, to live for him and bring as many more people as you can into the kingdom of heaven. Because the Bible says a lot uh, a man who saves souls is a wise man. Right. Um, and I have grace. Um, grace is the love of God. Uh, it's that perfect love that he puts inside of us and instills inside of us to want to do good for him. Like right, you said, yeah. uh, uh, you can tell a person's a Christian by the fruit they by the fruit they produce and bear. Yeah. Um, and and I've, I've got kind of the same thing. I've got just a little more, uh, I guess, not in depth, but just a little different is I, I said mercy is uh, withholding punishment that we deserve. Mm-hmm. So in I, I think of this now, first off, mercy is a grace. Mercy is a favor that God mm-hmm. gives to us mm-hmm. now. But, gra- but mercy is not, or grace is not always mercy. Um, but I, I've got on here, it says uh, withholds punishment that we deserve. So obviously mercy would be, for a Christian person not to go to hell. Um, for grace, 
it says, gives us a blessing that we don't deserve. So grace is honestly every time that you wake up in the morning, mm -hmm. all the way up into the biggest grace being the promise of heaven mm -hmm. and the promise of Jesus being by our side, the promise of the Holy Ghost coming down on us. And just all like every day that we live, we live in grace. Right. You know, I mean, and even as, even not as a Christian, if you're living a life of sin and... God's still letting you wake up in the morning. That's merciful, yes. and that's I mean, and that's full of mm -hmm. grace. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you and hopefully that you, hopefully you would believe this is we don't deserve anything. We are living on uh, something that I've been hearing a lot this week is borrowed time. Mm -hmm. We're living on borrowed time. I mean, we're living as God as long as God wants us to, and no longer. And I think that we, as a society, kind of conflate that with saying, "Oh, YOLO." You only live once. Exactly. Yeah. You only live once. You better live it as close and as much for God as possible. Right. But most people, you know, say that as, oh, just go and get drunk on the weekends. You only live once. Right. That's just, <laughs> it's self-defeating to <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. I, I've never understood yeah. that. Whenever we were at that revival, Chad, or Brother Chad said something, Pastor Chad, I guess, uh, he said to sow your wild oats while you're young. And I don't think you should sell them at all. I mean, yeah. I sold my fair share of them, and I regret every one of them. Yeah. I mm -hmm. wish I would have spent that time doing what we're doing now, getting closer to the Lord rather than living for the devil. And at devil. the time that I was sowing them, I didn't understand that I would regret it. Right. I mean, you thought, like, I was looking at all these people. Because I've, and I'm not saying anything, like, I was in just as much sin as the drunk guy across the street. But I was not into alcohol. I wasn't into drugs. I wasn't doing anything. I was just doing things that God would definitely be not pleased mm -hmm. with. Yeah. But I was sitting there thinking, no, nah, I mean, if I'm not as bad as Tommy down the road getting drunk and driving everywhere and stuff, then I'm right. fine. But really, now God has shown me that I was just as lost as them. Yeah. I mean, if if I died and Tommy died, we're both going to the same hell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think that that's... That's a bad thing that we do is we, we try to say that I'm not as far from God as that person or this person. But really, if you, I mean, even if you sin, if you sin once, you're, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously grace goes into that. And we're going to mm. talk about that in a little bit. But it says, you know, if you sin one, sin, you're um, guilty of them all. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And, and we are so bad about that. And we've actually talked about that in a podcast of writing sin. Yes. We really need to be careful about that. I mean, a white lie is just as bad as murdering someone. Now, I know that, like, physically it's not, but you know what I mean? Like, spiritually, it's all the same. Yeah, well, people, we, we like we said before, I mean, we were talking to, I think it was Squirrel or Tyler, yeah. uh, we we rank, we categorize sin as in good to bad, or bad to worse, I guess. And like you said, lying is, to us, not detrimental, yeah. but killing is because you're taking someone's life but as a liar you're the same as a thief i mean and 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 no sin will get into heaven is right. what it says i mean i and i forget that was scripture i think that was uh when we first were talking about prayer i think so if, if you want to look back at that scripture i think that's in episode one but anyway so, so let's kind of talk about god's grace after being a christian and i and i kind of want to get into a little later talking about how Christians should be graceful and merciful. Because right. I think that that's something that's missing a lot of the times, too. We just think, oh, uh, if we're in, if you know, if 
if I go to church on Wednesday and Sunday, then I'm saved. But the Bible says that absolutely nowhere. It doesn't say that anywhere. Right, we're, we're called to be Christians 24-7 throughout our whole life and not just on the, the days we spectate as church days. We're, yeah. we're here to <laughs> yeah. always mean, be. If you're a Wednesday and a Sunday Christian, like I've said before, what happens if God comes on Friday? Right. And, right. Uh, I mean, you're, you're just as lost as everybody else, you know what yeah. I mean? So, but God's grace is a very, there's a song called Amazing Grace. Why is grace amazing? Why do we think grace is amazing? Can any of y'all answer that to me? You got me. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's not that, it. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. To me, it's amazing because, like I said, I should be in hell. Yeah. yeah. But every day I get to wake up as a Christian, I, and he gives me that decision if I want to, um, he gives me that grace and that mercy to, he, you know, it ain't like he's up there with a the ball bat making us do something as yeah. like robots, right. but he gives me that decision. And to me, that's just, you know, and, and to for him to know how I really am without him, yep. and he still loves me, he still gives me that decision. So you can walk away if you want to, but I'm still here if you yeah. want to remain in me, you know. Yeah. So that's why and it's amazing to me. That's, that's yeah. so awesome. That's not yeah. like he could if he wanted to because he is an all-sovereign and all-good mm-hmm. God. He could make us robots oh, if yeah, he wanted yeah. to. But we should, I mean, free will, and I, I didn't even think of this before we started this. Free will is a grace. Free, yeah. will, is, free will is a gift that God gives us. Absolutely. He didn't have to. Yeah. I mean, he could make us just like the deer in the, in the woods, just mm. all the time either eating or pooping or dying. I yeah. mean, that's pretty much all they do, right? And, but he, he gave us. It says we're the apple of his eye. And he yeah. gave us that choice. You know, yeah. he didn't give the animals, you know, but he yeah. gave us that choice. Right. So, so God's love is a grace. Yeah. Now, obviously, grace is God's love, but mm-hmm. God's love is a grace. And I know mm-hmm. that's kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and I hope that the listeners kind of wrapping their head around it like I am, at least, because I know that I, I may not be as clear as I need to be on this. But, um, but I think that's so important and so awesome that you actually mentioned free will because there, there's a lot of people that don't think that we have it. And I'm not right. going to get into that. Yeah. We'll get into that in a later podcast. But... I personally, I'll be honest, I'm coming into this podcast with obvious biases. I think that we do have free will, and I think that that is an awesome grace. Yeah. Now, a lot of, and a lot of people, because without free will, I wouldn't have sinned. But without free will, I wouldn't have been able to choose to listen to the calling to get saved. Well, without, and that's such an awesome Without feeling. free will, we wouldn't know we needed him as much as we do you know what yeah. i mean because without the free will you're you know you need him but with with that with that with it you go off and you sin and you get so low down so down deep in that the bottom of the barrel essentially and you all you have to do is look up right. and mm-hmm. that's i feel that that's why it's amazing to me i didn't earlier i said you got me i didn't really mean that i just <laughs> what you well, asked but, it, but 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 it is because amazing grace almost in every church service if it's ever sung the whole the whole church gets up because there is power in that song. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I feel it every time. Yeah, it don't matter who's singing it. It don't matter if it don't matter where I am. If I hear Amazing Grace, I feel like I need to stand up and right. throw my hands up. Mm-hmm. And I, and we should. Yeah, we yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but th- that's something that so often that we're like, okay, well, we're singing about it, but do we understand yeah. it? Right. That's mm-hmm. what I was about to say. We oftentimes don't know how to describe grace because it's just such a 
juicy topic yeah. and hard yeah, to talk. It really, I mean, it's dense. Yeah. It really it is. is. And reading about it, it's been so... It, yeah. It's dense, like, because uh, I think I looked it up, and it was just on my phone, so it may be wrong, but I looked it up in uh, my Bible app, and it said grace is said 160 times in the Bible. It's throughout... That's a lot. Yeah, it's throughout mm-hmm. the whole Bible. The Old Testament shows a lot of God's grace given to Moses. Uh, uh, Noah. Noah, yeah. yeah. I mean... Noah, and obviously this is mercy too, but Noah, as soon as he got off the ark, he got drunk. He bought, uh, I guess he bought a winery. I don't know. Either way, he made he made wine and he got drunk. And God could have said, oh, I'm sitting here with the ball bat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he could have been like a what, whack-a-mole, whack-a-mole. And as soon as Moses popped up with sin, he could have whacked him. But yeah. that's not what happened. God's mm-hmm. grace was shed that day. Right. And, and he let Moses live on and or, sorry Noah live on and obviously we know that Noah was a godly man I, I don't know if is he one of the ones that it says he was a perfect and upright man uh, he was he was a perfect and upright man in his day yeah in his days and that, that's another topic that we can get into but uh so uh the first off I want to talk about grace because obviously Jesus and everybody that wrote the old and new testament did not speak American. They did not speak English, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't sitting there with a country accent writing the Bible. <laughs> so uh, one thing that, and there's a couple of different graces in the Bible, but the, the one that you see the most is a word that is derived from the word in Hebrew. I think it's Hebrew. It may be Greek. Uh, charis. And it means favor or gift. Mm-hmm. And You'll hear this a lot, and I, and I think I honestly see this a lot more from people that aren't saved than that are, but they'll say every day is a gift. And they'll try to, they'll try to use that, that YOLO thing of do whatever you want to because every day is a gift. You don't want to die from this world and not do everything that you want to. Well, it's not really always what you want to do. Right. I mean, it's, it's important that we put our needs second, and I understand that it's hard. Well, the Bible says for us to be about the Father's business, mm-hmm. and we know, we all know what that is, and that's saving souls, essentially, or allowing yeah. Him to work through us to bring souls into His kingdom. Um, I've got a Bible verse written down here. It's uh, Hebrews 4 and 16. And it says, Let us therefore come and come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And that just goes to show that grace is sufficient i mean it'll get you through and he'll Mm -hmm. he'll allow his love and grace and mercy to get you through those tough times and time of need it says his um great his mercies are new every morning yeah yep it's a it's a free a gift that's so freely given because the price was paid on that cross one of the one of the main gifts that it talks about obviously in the full bible is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, uh, God's breath. I think it's called a bunch of different yeah. things mm-hmm. over a span of the Bible. But uh, one thing that it says is the Holy Ghost is grace. I mean, it's a grace. And uh, it says in Luke eleven thirteen, it says, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, which obviously, <laughs> if you really look at Christmas time, everybody's going into thousands of dollars of debt to get their kid the newest PS5 or the newest right. Xbox. Yeah. But he said, if, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Now, obviously, uh, it's, you have to ask for it a lot of the time. It's not one that he'll just, 
Now, sometimes I haven't asked for it, and I've still received it, and that is just awesome, first off. But you do have to be aware of, sometimes you just have to ask for stuff. You know mm. what I mean? And that's not bad. That's not God saying, oh, I'm just, maybe he's just wanting to hear from you. Maybe he's just wanting to see if you'll ask him for a certain thing. Because so many times, and I'm really guilty of it, I'll go through two or three hours of the day, and I'll be like, oh, man, I haven't prayed in two hours. Because I'll, I'll, I'll be teaching, or I'll be... Mm sitting in the corner uh, doing something on my Mac real fast, and I'll be like, oh, I haven't given God thanks. I need to give God thanks. Because if, okay, so like if Tanner were strapped to my side, or if Levi were strapped to my side all day, every day, and he wanted to hear from me constantly, and I just ignored him for two hours, do you think he'd be happy? Probably not. Now, obviously, uh, that's Levi's not God or Tanner's not God, but it's it's so important that we continually and we talked about this in the first episode continually pray and ask for not only ask for things but also thank god for some of the gifts because there are so many graces that we take for granted Mm -hmm. this podcast for me is a grace it's a gift that i didn't deserve i didn't deserve how many how many blessings i've got from this thing the uh my mac my everything that is given to me is a grace from god is a grace from god and it's really important to look at your life and just be. I, I've uh, one of my favorite songs that any church sings is "I Have Been Blessed." That one gets me tore out of the frame every time they sing it because I'm just. I just think of it says for shoes on my feet and it talks about for hands that can. Uh, I think it says raise or whatever, but it talks about for hands and feet and stuff. Mm-hmm. We just take that stuff for granted every yeah. day. I was and actually I was actually thinking about uh, this morning. Uh, a song come in my mind. I was there laying there asleep and I woke up and there it was in my mind. It says, uh, don't you think you ought to worship me? Don't you think it's time you spent some time with your uh, hands up in the air, offer more than just your prayer and give me what is rightly mine? Yep. And I think a lot of times, like you were saying, um, yeah, we should ask because it says uh, you have not because you ask not. Yeah. But a lot of times he just wants to hear from us and we should give him the praise and thanks that we have grace every day and that right. we have mercy every day and what he did on the cross. I mean, that, that alone, you know, is a big deal. And that alone, he deserves the praise 100%. every day for that, you know, yeah, for sure. not just asking him for things, but to give him the glory and the right. honor, you know, yeah. right. Um, just well, he is worthy. Yes. Uh-huh. And yeah. Sorry. I no, jumped go ahead. ahead of you, but, uh, I think that that's something that I, I do a lot. I, I'll just pray whenever I feel like I need to ask God for something. And that's not what he wants all the time. Like, uh, it, it would be like, and this kind of just occurred to me when you were talking, was it would be like me going to my boss and him saying, hey, can you work every day this week? And I'm saying, okay, yeah, I can work every day this week. And then he comes back next week and he says, hey, can you work every day this week? And I didn't even get my check from last week. And then he comes that third week and he says, hey, can you work every day for me this week? And you say, yeah, I guess I can. And that's kind of what God is doing. I mean, he's working every day for us, but we're not giving him that check. We're not giving him that thanks right. every day. And it, there's going to come a point in time where it's just all the time asking, all the time asking. It's so easy to get in that routine, yeah. I found, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah for and sure. It, it's, I, th- I mean, every single person, I think every single person listening, whether you are a pastor, whether you are just new to Jesus, whether you've been a christian for 50 60 years we're all very guilty of that oh yeah honestly i wouldn't even say from time to time almost all the time because that that's that is something that society tells us christian society tells us that we need to do is just oh just 
Just ask God to do it. Just ask mm-hmm. God to do it. Yes, you do. I mean, obviously, God wants to do things for us, but he also wants to hear from us and hear hear our thanks given to him. And a lot of times people are, it's like, you see, you're not judging or nothing, but you see on Facebook, usually the only time you see them post something about God or, you know, want God, maybe they'll come to church, but it's usually because a lot of times people's lives because something tragic has happened yep. or when they're needing something from God. Yeah. But, you know. And, and what does God do? Yeah. God still answers most yeah. of their prayers. Yeah. That's, cra- that's, that's grace crazy and mercy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. that's grace and mercy. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just crazy to me that God would, out of all the favors that we asked him, out of, all, out of everything, out of every day that we're given, out of everything that we're given, we still have the audacity to go up to God and ask for more. Yep. And he delivers it. Just like the children of Israel going through the, walking through the desert for 40 years, he gave them... <laughs> yeah. He gave them what they needed, that cloud by day, that fire by night, and the food to eat every day. And they didn't like the food, and they still grumbled <laughs> He literally you know? rained bread down on them. Yep, they still wouldn't appreciate it. I was thinking, what would, if we was in that position, yeah. if we was God, we wouldn't, what would we do if somebody right. did us like that? Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. we wouldn't yeah. be as graceful. I mean, yeah. absolutely, like, I get frustrated whenever, just for example, I'm not saying that my mom or dad does this, but I just get frustrated if if I do something for someone and they say, "Oh, that's not really the way that I did it." Yeah. Well, I did it for you. What do you want? What, right, I mean, what do you want? Right. But God's not like that, and that's yeah. just amazing. I I didn't even write down anything about the children of Israel, and I'm thumping my head over yeah. it now <laughs> because that is a textbook definition yeah, of God's is. grace. Yeah, and mercy, mercy yeah. as well, because I mean he he just he pulled them through that situation. While they were grumbling and complaining, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just like we've been talking about that grace and mercy, and it's just, I don't, you know, I can go forever on that, but I'm not going to. Well, I mean, and, and and we look at it, and a lot of the times as Christians, we look at it and we go, oh, them children of Israel, yeah, they were the just, same way. <laughs> they were just such complainers. Yeah. But then you go into a church and it's 66 degrees, and you go, whoo, it's cold in here, <laughs> right. and your whole Get church mad service. About something. Yeah. Your whole church service is mad because yeah. it's cold in the church. Yeah. Like we are, I don't even think. Uh, yes, we're the same way. I think in a lot of ways we're worse than the children of Israel yeah. because, as a country, we have been blessed abundantly blessed. Now, obviously, mm. we're taking it for granted, yeah. but we're asking for more still. I mean that's ridiculous to yeah. to do, and I, and I know I'm saying this, and I'm not being a hypocrite by no means because I'm saying I do this too. I'm right. really bad about it. Well, and it's just well, I keep going back to children of Israel, but I'm going to do it. Um, it's that that mercy he shows them is that food that he keeps giving that grace that grace he shows them <laughs> uh, is that food obviously, but he, it says that cloud by day and that fire by night, and that's not just to show them where to go to me because i was in the desert for about eight months and it gets hot out there it gets about 135 degrees every day and about 30 it gets close to freezing every night so to me that cloud kept them cool during the day and that fire kept them warm at night and he just he's not going to get you halfway he's going to see you through you know and it's just a i don't so, know it's so amazing. we've talked a lot and i know this is this was something that you wanted to brush up on uh, and this is this is a dangerous topic, and that's why I'm trying to approach it with I'm trying to approach it with caution here. But we talked a lot about grace, but some people think that God's grace is eternal. Now I'm not saying God's grace is eternal, yeah. but God will always give you grace no matter what. 
And that's not, I don't think that's always true. I think that there's a point that God says, you've, you're sitting here smacking me in the face. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do? Right. You know I, and I don't mean? think it's, as, like you're saying, as much him, yeah. but it relies on us, yeah. right. what we do with it, you know. Yeah. We, we bring our free will, you yeah. know. We take ourselves out of that grace, that position yep. of grace. And uh, the Bible says uh, something about a reprobate mind. Mm-hmm. I believe that grace is pulled. Yeah, yeah. And now some people obviously believe eternal grace, and he, and I don't, I don't like to say eternal grace because God's grace is eternal. Right, yeah. But uh, some people like to use that term, eternal salvation. Yeah. There we go. Um, eternal security, even. And that reprobate mind is a direct, right, yeah. is a direct, like hit against that. I don't understand how. Now I'm not saying that if you believe that you're immediately going to hell but, yeah. you, right. but you do need you you really need to pray about that mm-hmm. you need to Study read up on, on the scripture yeah and I'm not we're not going to get into well, a ton of that right now but it's important that you know how to gauge that you well, know for I mean? instance the the unforgivable sin of blasphemy of the holy spirit I think you get that grace taken away you yeah, know that yeah, mercy because that's an unfor- the unforgivable the mm-hmm. only unforgivable sin and and I mean, you had to be saved for that you had to be saved before for that to be taken away, you know. Right, so, right, yeah. Yeah. You had to already be in that position of grace and mercy. and. Yeah. I actually think a good example is Judas, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How he, he, God called him, Jesus called him a disciple. So he was, you know. That's good. So. Judas honestly received a ton of grace beforehand. Because yeah. Jesus knew. Yeah, he knew. He, he knew The whole before, time. Yeah. And what did he do? He still sat down and ate with him. Yeah. yeah. 12, 13, 14 hours before. Yeah. He was on the cross because Judas betrayed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a grace. Yep, and and he gave Judas every opportunity, every opportunity. Right. Like I mean, he come up and said, "Like one of you will betray me." If I was Judas at that point, I, I don't, I'm not definitely saying this because I don't know. I mean, we, obviously we don't know because we weren't living back then. But I would think that I would go, "Oh." Yeah, I don't need to do that. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm not that guy. Right, At least yeah. I'm not that guy. I think I'd like to think too. Whenever he said that, maybe he was eyeballing Judas a little bit. Like I know it's you. Judas just go kind of sneaking it. But Peter's over there, like, "Yep, Judas." Point his finger at him. But I mean, but really, once you think about it, Judas did receive a lot of great. Now. I don't know this for certain, but I'm pretty sure that Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him mm-hmm. whenever he called him to be a disciple. I would agree with that. That's, I mean, he well, I mean, still allowed a... that to get close yeah. to him, and he still allowed Judas to be a disciple and stay with him and stuff, even though he knew, and this is a lot like God now. God knows that we're going we're gonna to slip up every now and then. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make you an excuse to slip up because that's just wrong. If you if you th- if you sit there and think, ah, God will forgive me, that's uh, you are intentionally sinning, right. and I think God will take that into account. But it's 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 just really good to kind of linearize Judas and us. I think because really we all blame it on Judas, but what if we were back in that time? Mm-hmm. We were talking about peer pressure before we even really started today and Judas probably had a ton of peer pressure like oh just just do it here's 30 pieces of silver yeah. right here's 30 pieces I mean there's a bunch of people out there that are wanting to sacrifice somebody yeah so give them what they want and I know that it's easy and I pray to God that I wouldn't be like this but I know it's easy for us to look down on to Judas because obviously he betrayed our dear Lord and Savior Jesus Christ yeah. yep 
and it's a terrible thing what he did. Don't 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 think that I'm taking up for him by no means. But I'm not a Judas apologist by no means. But uh, it's we all think that we're not ever going to be that way. But what do we do when Jesus saves us? We're in it and we're solid and we're doing great, and then we slip up. Mm. And sometimes we just intentionally slip up and we get completely out of the will, out of the yeah. grace, out of yeah. the mercy of God. Well, that's pride. You yeah. know, you have. You mess up, and you're like, ah, "I'll ask for forgiveness tomorrow, or whatever." But if you have, if you have that, if you've given yourself one hundred percent, then you're gonna ask for forgiveness right then, right? Yeah. Um, what is uh, some other things you had you wanted to mention? Have we hit all of them? Um, I think so, because I think we went over how we receive it and how yeah. we remain in grace. You know, right? And um. Well, I got an example of mercy. I can't find a full example of grace because grace is just so throughout throughout the Bible. And we've talked about the grace of Noah and Moses, and but this is a I guess like you were wanting to talk about of of um, how we as Christians would maybe show grace and mercy. And this is a pretty obvious one. It's uh, Matthew six and fourteen. It says, "For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you." I think that's a good form of mercy. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe even extended grace. And and I think so many Christians are bad about that. I mean, yeah. as soon as as soon and even someone that asks for forgiveness, I'm going to talk about when they don't ask for forgiveness in a minute. But even someone that asks for forgiveness, we're really bad about holding grudges. And yeah. me included. I've someone's done something to me before, and I've just I, I'll be honest, I've been guilty of hate because of it. And it's it's it's, it's hard easy. not to, but. Like I'm, just, I'm trying to say that as don't look down on me because I guarantee you, you've done it too. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But we're so bad about giving mercy, and yes, mercy is a grace. Don't get me wrong, but grace is more abundant than mercy. You yeah. know, like grace is a gift. It's not only saying I'm going to forgive you. It's saying not only am I going to forgive you, but thank you for asking me. Thank you for asking me to forgive you. Thank you for, for, um. Thank you for coming to me humble and asking me for mercy. Yeah. Like, and th- that's really hard to do. And I know it. I know I'm saying this sitting behind a mic, and you're sitting there like, oh, but they did this. Well, they did you, this, Cole. Okay. How could I forgive them? God forgives you of everything you do besides blasphemy. There's one unforgivable sin. Everything else. If you kill someone, if you. If I mean, there, there's so many things that we think that we wouldn't be able to forgive, and that's why, like I said, God is sovereign. God is good all the time. And it's so important that we try to be as much like Jesus, as much like God as he wants us to be, and that's a way that we need to be like him, is giving mercy, mercy and grace. Uh, a good example of grace that just came to me is a mother's love. Yeah. I mean, they love us through and through, and... They just—they'll do anything for you, just like our heavenly Father mm-hmm. will. I mean, it's just—it's—they're the love that God put puts in a mother's heart is very similar to His own. I mean, if our moms—if we everything our moms knew about us—if they knew everything we did, then they probably wouldn't. They would, but you know what I mean. What I'm trying to say. Uh, if if they were anybody else, if but they our were moms. anybody else but our mom, yeah, yeah, they, we wouldn't get that grace and mercy from our yeah. parents. <laughs> so. So, okay, so this, because we're about to finish up here. So uh, I got a question for you. And if, if you want to talk more, just 
get on a soapbox and talk about it. But I do have a question, and we haven't been asking this as much as I'd like to. But so you are directly talking to that 16-year-old guy, that 16-year-old girl that's going through a bunch of quote-unquote trials and tribulations of high school. Mm-hmm. What's one piece of advice you give to him? Well, I guess I would go back to my personal life. You know, like you already talked about wanting to look cool, wanting to, you know, fit in. But I would just say, you know, if you are saved, um, first of all, if you do mess up, don't allow the devil to just push you down further and eventually, you know, just think I can't do it because uh, what I found out is I have to look uh, exclusively to the cross and what he did. And that gives me, that lets me know that um, what he did on the cross gives me the power to be able to live a Christian life. Right. I would, I guess I would just say to look, exclusively to the cross don't look you know don't don't look to your works don't look to anything else to be able to receive grace as in it's a free gift and if you allow that uh grace and mercy i was talking about to if you'll receive it then it'll produce what you need you know jesus will produce what you need to be able to live the the life so the message of the cross is not as not preached as much anymore no, you know no. it's it's I heard, uh, you know who Brother Mike Blanchard is? Uh, I, I think that's their names. The Blanton? Blanton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he preached about the cross at, a, uh, I believe it was Liberty Free Will Baptist, and I can't remember the full message, but it was one of the most powerful cross, the messages of the cross I've ever listened to. And I, you don't hear those much no. anymore. And that's actually what to. opened me up to a whole new yeah. field. Like, right. I just, I was like, oh, okay, this makes it, actually even takes pressure off of you to think you have to measure up to this certain standard yeah. when Jesus is the standard, right. you know, and he'll live it through you if you allow him to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's uh, that, I was going to say something, but it slipped my mind, so I guess it didn't need to be said. <laughs> so, Well, I think that it's important that we go back to the cross every single oh, yes. time. And, and, and it's really sad to me that there's a lot of preachers and pastors, quote, unquote, Preachers and pastors, because honestly, if you don't preach about the cross, what are you preaching about? Nothing. Right. Just words. That's yeah. the foundation of what we should. Yes. That's, you know that, I mean, it has to be, really. Yeah. You, know, that's you, can, you can't leave it on your own. That's the point. That is the point that uh, the, the song Old Rugged Cross, and yeah. it gets me every time, too. It's one of those that just at all the time hits me. But that's the point where everything changed. Yes. 2,000 years ago, a man took a took a cross and he was rested on it for he wasn't rested on it but you know what i mean he was put on it for several hours and went through just grueling a a lot of times and i'll i'll get on this for a second we like to say that we're going through h sometimes first off you're you're um per you're personifying hell Mm -hmm. you're not using hell the way that it's supposed to be right Right. nobody on this earth goes through h yeah nobody right and, and I, I truly think that if anybody were able to say that, it would have been Jesus. That's Did exactly he say what that? I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm. I mean, he was sitting there. He didn't belong up on that cross. He was a perfect and upright man. And yep. what did they do to him? Mm. Yeah. They put him on a cross. He, if anybody could have said it, it would have been him. Right. So really, if uh, that's just a little side note there. Well, if you you're think... saying that, really pray about that and think about that. Mm. And just think, am I bringing glory, first off, to God's name? But am I really like imagining hell as as terrible as it's going to be or worse than what he went through yeah. yeah you know 
And Job too. You gotta think about Job. Yeah, yeah. That man he never went, said that, did he? No, he. Yeah, you. If you say you're going through that, then you gotta go read Job. I mean, yeah. that man yeah. went through. I mean, it, that's I mean, a book of just you're like, oh, well, it <laughs> can't get no worse than you, this, and then it starts raining. If you're depression. not in the right frame of mind, then you get depressed just reading that book. Yeah. If you're not really, you know, I mean, because he's just he went through so much. He, it makes our lives look like a right. just amazing thing. Cause, mm. I mean, Walk we're, through a dog we're park here in a. But honestly, talking about the cross, like I went through for a long time in my most most of my Christian life, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand the cross that what he did on the cross. Okay, we always say we take that verse by his stripes we are healed. Okay, but actually by his stripes we are healed physically, spiritually, and mentally. So he healed every part of us. And like say, just say like you know one of my struggles or my you know that I struggle with sin. What has helped me, because sometimes you get to a point, I know I have, that you get to a point, you're so tired of fighting that fight, you're so tired of dealing with that same sin, because it seems like it's over and over, over and over, but what has helped me so much, that, and I'm just, I just, thank you Jesus that he has shown me this, is that what he did on the cross, I can look to that every day. And say, you know what, Jesus, I can't do it on my own because without you, I'm a, I'm a terrible guy. I'm a, you yeah, know, right. but I have to look to him. I can look to him every day and every morning and say, God, you don't want it for me. Yeah. You don't want it for me, yeah. you know. And I'm just think, I just think if you don't understand the cross, it's just a whole lot harder because you can't do it on your own. You I'm, know? I'm right there with you. I didn't. Three years ago, I was right. living in sin and I was a vile, vile, wretched sinner and. Uh, you, I got a Bible sent to me while I was deployed, and I turned right to where Jesus got crucified at, and that right then, it's like that just clicks and clicked in my brain. I was like, it's the fight has already been won. Yes. The price has been paid. There's nothing we can do down here to get to heaven. There's nothing you can do on the surface. How can you add to that? Right. Did, you know? There's no act more greater than God sending his only begotten, his dearly beloved son to die for you. And I believe if I was the only person on earth, he would have did it still. You know what I mean? I mean, he would have, he died for each and every one of us. So, and, and I think that that's important. I think, I think that that's a solid place to end on right there. But I think it's important to realize that he died for us while we were still sinners, mm-hmm. while we were doing all this terrible stuff, while, while Cole Johnson was in the roughest part of his life. God still sent his only son to get sacrificed on a cross for me. Yep. When I was at my lowest point, when I was just, when everybody else would have called me a terrible person, God still looked at me and went, no, I'm going to do this for him. Right. And that's and, just such a And an now awesome that thing. Uh, you said oh, while we was yet sinners, he died for us. Now that we've received grace, how much more will he keep us if right. we we'll let yeah. him, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, I, it's it's super important to remember that as not as not only as a Christian as a Christian we understand that and I, I know that I was talking to sinners that may not completely understand that but really just just kind of ponder on that and that, there's a song and I know that neither of them I don't think that either of them are uh, truly saved because a lot of them talk about uh, drink, singing about drinking and stuff but there's a song by Carrie Underwood and Brad Paisley I forget what it what it's called. But it's talking about how Mary was kind of at Jesus' crucifixion. Yeah. I forget what that song's I know called. What you're it's killing about, me. But that is that is a great song. I mean, it, it really New describes again. New what, again? Yes, yes. 
it really describes the the pain and stuff that not only Jesus, because obviously he was feeling physical, spiritual, mental, yeah. every sort of pain yeah. possible, and the most abundant pain possible yeah. on this earth. Yep. But he was still sitting up there, and like like the Bible says, he could have called a legion of angels, and. It, we know that reading, and I don't know exactly where it is, but we know that reading in the Old Testament, one angel could has killed 10,000 people before. A legion of angels. I don't know how many that is, but it's I guess, I guess it's a thousand thousands of angels, so I guess it would be about a million angels. And if he would have done that, mm. God would have went, okay, let's wrap this up. <laughs> it is, it's done for human race. I am, I'm through with them. They've done this evil thing right in front of me, I, and he could have done that. That was a grace. Yeah. And it's just so important to do that. So, okay, so are, do we feel like we ended this good? Are yeah, we so. sitting feel good? good. Okay, awesome. So we will see you next week. Before we end, we obviously have the verse of the week, and uh, I think that this went right along with everything that we talked about. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, and it says, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Yep. And you can put that anywhere, and you can just, I mean, every day. Every day is an unspeakable gift, but obviously that's talking about Jesus dying on the cross for all of our sins. So, okay, so that's where we're going to end it. Uh, thank you for coming. Thank I really you. appreciate it. And Tanner, send us home. Well, we appreciate you for listening to this podcast. It was a good topic to talk about well needed. Um, we talked about some good things, the cross. That's a good uh, good one to go study about. Um, we hope to see you next week. We'll have another special guest next week. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, and God bless. Hey, this is Tanner, host of the Show Thyself Approved podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to leave us a rating on iTunes or any of the podcasting apps. Tune in to us every week on Sunday for new episodes. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Show Thyself at Approved Pod for updates on our weekly episodes. Thank you for listening and God bless.